felt it when I started the podcast. I remember thinking, man, I just put it out there. The first episode I did on this show where I just got on the mic and rambled for 17 minutes and then I released it. And after I heard it, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? Welcome to Monday Morsels, the abbreviated companion to our full-length Friday interviews. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Okay, hello. Welcome back. I want to talk to you today about something. It's a term I just learned called a vulnerability hangover. And... I want to dissect it. I want to share with you what it is and how I came to learn about it. It was not pleasant, uh, but I, uh, I thought it was a pretty accurate way to describe what I went through last week. And when I say last week, I mean <clears throat> the week that the book came out. The book came out on Tuesday the 27th, and this kind of started happening on the night of Thursday the 29th. And... Um, Here's what it is. I have felt so good. By the way, thank you to everyone who has not only bought the book, a bunch of people pre-ordered it, then people have bought it since it came out. I've been getting emails and, and DMs and texts from people telling me that they're really enjoying it. So thank you. That is really cool to hear that it's landing. And um, here's what happened. I have been doing press, as I've told you, and I feel like I'm sharing all this as I'm going through it with you uh, because it pertains to the podcast and to all the themes that we talk about. And I've been feeling really positive. Um, I found out that a week before my book was released, Matthew McConaughey released a book called Green Lights. Now, when I, uh, I think I, I said this in the foreword of the book, I think I've said it on this podcast that one of my reservations when I was given the publishing deal was, hey, who wants to hear from a guy who hasn't won an Emmy or an Oscar yet? And I thought that was just kind of, you know, my own critic in my head, uh, giving me limitations. And eventually I kind of squashed him and I embraced my tale. I backed it up with stories from my guests. Uh, I felt really good about what I did, and I've been presenting it that way while doing press. Now, I get this information about McConaughey, and it is very interesting to me that not only did an actor who has won an Oscar put a book out one week before mine, but it's an actor named Matthew, and it's a guy that since A Time to Kill, which was when I first moved into the city and I was behind the counter at California Pizza Kitchen, people would say, huh, you kind of remind me of that guy Matthew McConaughey, which I never really saw back then, to be honest with you. I always thought he looked like a, a young Paul Newman, blonde hair, blue eyed, nothing like me. And then some friends would call me the East Coast McConaughey, and then I can do a little bit about McConaughey uh, impersonation. All right, all right, all right. So it's something that's been there, and I've seen it in some later movies of his where his hair was darker. I kind of could get it now. Anyway, I thought this was very interesting. It sparked me to, you know, I like his work. Uh, you know, I know he had a whole 
thing I know people thought of him as kind of he was a punchline for a little while he was doing romantic comedies but what I really respect is I think he really does take his work seriously and he really shifted his career when he did Dallas Buyers Club and then he did True Detective and he's kind of uh, gone to a new depth uh, depth in his work and a height in his career so uh, and and I've, I've kind of always you know when people have said things about him saying, oh, he's cheesy, which some people have said, I've always kind of thought, I kind of like the guy. So anyway, I maybe made the mistake of listening to him or watching him in some interviews. And it put me into this kind of comparison game. And then after watching the interviews and liking what he said, and starting to feel less than myself, I went and I started reading my own book. And when I did that, I was liking it. And then all of a sudden I was just hating everything that I wrote. And I really had a a, a terrible reaction. Um, That was Thursday night. That was the following morning. I got up and thought, oh, maybe it'll be better. And I still had this, this terrible reaction. And I started to really bash myself and it wasn't good I mean I feel like this is these are things that I used to do a lot in the past I did it in my acting and I felt like I had learned that lesson and realized that you know self-laceration is not constructive it's not the way you would talk to your kids don't speak to yourself that way I talk about it on this podcast all the time I know better I mean in fact my book talks about that you know it's not the critic who counts So ironically, I was talking about that in the book and then I'm doing it in real life. I told my wife what I was going through and she said, you should be proud. Like, don't beat yourself up. You wrote what you wrote. So I spoke to some friends about it. I spoke to my mom about it. She called my sister. My sister left me a message that night. My sister said to my mother, oh yeah, that's a vulnerability hangover. You know, this was some term. I had never heard this before. Apparently, it's Brene Brown, who I really like, but I guess I'm not a diehard fan because I didn't know this term. But she has this thing. It's called a vulnerability hangover. And what it is perfectly described what I went through. So luckily, by the Saturday morning, I ended up speaking to my mom for about an hour and a half about all of this. I had spoken to my my friend uh, the night before, really hashed it out, and... I think the fact that I have so much time uh, alone away from my family to grapple with myself, it brought up all these feelings. I think I really was feeling exposed. I know I'm on text chains with friends from college that have ordered it, uh, friends from high school that have ordered it, strangers that have ordered it. And all of a sudden you start reading it and going, holy cow, I really put some stuff in there. This is kind of exposing. Everybody's going to see all this stuff. Oh, my God, why did I write this? And it's kind of this, like, you want to take it back. You put it out there and you want to take it back. Um, so I, my sister, you know, said this to my mom, and then she sent me some blog post about the vulnerability hangover. And essentially, the way I understand it or the way I would describe it to you is it's very much like Jerry Maguire, which is a movie that I really love, but he 
wakes up, you know, it, it, the movie opens with him writing this mission statement. I think I've even talked about this on the show. He writes this mission statement. It represents the very best part of him. He's being vulnerable. He says he wants to really represent his clients and have relationships with them. He doesn't want to just be, uh, you know, to be a business and just be about winning the deal. And he is feeling really, you know, like he's representing his soul the way he wants to be seen. And he goes into work and just the bottom drops out. You know, everything turns on him. You know, he exposes his soul and he gets burnt. And that's the whole movie, but eventually he gets through it. And, you know, what his initial mission statement was does turn out to, to, to pay off for him. Um, but that is what this vulnerability hangover is. It's that feeling of exposure, of overextension. And I should know it because I've felt it as an actor. Sometimes you do something that you feel you're, or I felt it when I started the podcast. I remember thinking, man, I just put it out there. The first episode I did on this show where I just got on the mic and rambled for 17 minutes and then I released it. And after I heard it, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? And the same thing happened with the book. And I'm talking about it here because if you're a listener, a lot of you have written into the show and you say that what you like about it is that you get to see these other people come on and talk about the things that they grapple with. And so I just am trying to be transparent with you so that you realize, look, I'm always saying, you know, go for it. You got to jump off the cliff. If you're going to fly, you, you take the chance that you might you know, just, just crash into the ground. But then if you spread your wings, you can catch the air and you can fly. Here's the deal. I feel like I did take the leap with the book. I feel like I did open my arms and I did catch flight and I feel really good about what I did. I mean, I'm, I'll really tell you, go read the book. I, I actually am now at the time when I'm recording this have come back around. I reread it and I feel like I'm really behind it. I'm really proud of what, what I wrote. Um, but at the time, even having done all of that, I was feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? So this episode is merely to say, and it doesn't have to be a book. Maybe it's not that you wrote a book. Maybe it's something you did at work where you stood for something that you believed in. It was something that was out of your comfort zone. It, it, it could be in the family. It could be at work. It could, I, I don't know. It could apply to anything. But it's really when you do something that goes kind of upstream and it goes upstream because you are being true to yourself and not worrying what people think about you. When you do that, just beware that there's a backlash. And the way I described it to my friend, I said, what I came back to and what got me back around to feeling good was, I said, I wrote that book with my heart. I mean, I really did. It's almost like I didn't even write the book. It's like, you know, God wrote it through me or the, or the, or the, you know, I don't know what everybody that listens believes in, but the universe, something wrote it through. It felt like it was downloaded through me and it came out my fingers and it just popped out. You know, my mom said, how did you put it together this quickly with the guest quotes and the way it's, you know, I had help from the editor making it smoother, but a lot of it, it just really came out. I got to tell you, it just came out. 
you know, it was related to my life. It was related to this podcast and it just, I guess it was in there and it came out, but it, it was like something other than me was downloading it. And I feel really proud of it. And yet the, the heart that wrote it, which was exposed was then, you know, countered by the ego voice inside me that's comparing myself to Matthew McConaughey. Who cares? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey has won an Oscar. Guess what? I may win an Oscar someday. I hope I do. But right now I haven't. It's, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You know, it's apples and oranges. And we get into this comparison game and it's really not healthy. His book is going to reach some people that mine will not. And my book is going to reach some people that his will not. And then there will maybe be an overlap. But it really... They have nothing to do with each other. So it's just a dumb comparison. It's ego. It's the critic in my head. It's, it's that voice in me that if I listened to it, I would never have been an actor. I never would have started a podcast. I never would have tried to write the book. I wouldn't have done anything. I would have just played it safe my whole life. So I'm telling this to you because if you're teetering on something and you're thinking of pulling the trigger and you're like, oh, God, it's going to be scary. I'm going to put myself out there. What are my friends and family going to think? I'm telling you, yeah, guess what? <laughs> you are going to think that. You are going to have these same trials and tribulations that I'm going through. But, but also I'm saying you'll get over it because right now I'm over it and I'm proud that I got it out and it is what it is and hopefully the book you know, changes maybe one person's life. That would be cool. You know, doesn't have to change their life in some dramatic turnaround, but maybe there's one thing in that book or one thing in this podcast that someone hears and they just go, oh yeah, that dude said this in a certain way and the dime dropped for me and I did this different thing and look at all these things that came from it in my life. And so if I did that, if that's all it did, awesome, awesome. And if I get a bunch of critics going like, who does he think he is? He wrote this book and it's blah, 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 blah. You know what? Who gives a shit? Whatever. I put it out there. Take the good with the bad. It is what it is. So there you go. Vulnerability hangover followed by a feisty Matt who's just ready to pummel critics. All right. That is it for the Monday Morsel. Have a great week. We will see you on Friday as always. And um, I hope this helped you in some way. Take care. Thanks for listening to Monday Morsels on 10,000 No's. Any love you can give us by spreading the word to family and friends is greatly appreciated. And be sure to check out our full length episodes every Friday. We'll see you then.